up with it Do it cause I love it and I stuck with it We ain't with the sub and in the cut with it Please none of the talks, I heard enough of it Like, what you gon' do, where you at, who you with You ain't really about this, don't talk about it Really on the move, on the map, never slip Keep your hands to your lips, don't talk about it Real eyes, real lies, real lies All the time, stand on it, if we said it, we don't walk around it Loose lips, ink ships, red cup, blue strips New phone, who this, no we don't allow it Really on go, I don't know, it's an off day Now we on road, keep us smoking in the hallway now we got Hey everybody, thank y'all for tuning in on this awesome Friday Um we're going to get this party started for tonight. I'm super excited to even have this topic because this will be the first um, of this kind that we've had since we've started. Um, I want to start off by giving everybody a special thank you. Uh, I, uh, as they say, made that that solar journey of 46 this week on Wednesday. So I'm super excited and thank you to everybody for all of the love and birthday wishes that was received this week. Um, so tonight we have just the vibe back. Uh, she was here a couple of weeks ago and we had an awesome um, topic on that. And man, she, she was all in and went there. Boy, it was a good time. So we definitely decided to bring her back so tonight we are talking about vibrations. So here we are bringing Jess the vibe back. Hey Jess, how you doing tonight? I am well. I'm absolutely well. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. We are definitely glad to have you back tonight. I apologize for my son talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't feel bad. I know how that is. Mom been a dip in here in a minute. Been like, oh, mom, I forgot. Look, I'm trying to. <laughs> we do. We try to get a call. Like, oh, do you not hear what's going on? Do you not see me right now? Right. Yeah. So, uh, oh, the water's running. Like, yeah. <laughs> <Get> out. <laughs> Please get out. Let them. Sorry. I definitely get it. I, I definitely get it. It's like every time happened during that moment, it'd be peaceful and quiet for a you, minute. You saw, you saw what, me and you just sat up in here, did nobody? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I come That's what this is like. As soon as you hit it, just the five inches, the water come on like shh. <laughs> and that's the intro. <laughs> I am a yeah. <laughs> they say, hey, they, hey, they, they got the time of them. Tell you, it, it's always uh, that's that's the snack time. I'm like, bro, didn't we just talk about this? Did you? Forget? <laughs> so, no. <laughs> yeah, so no, I definitely get it, but definitely welcome back, man. We are glad to have you. I've been anticipating. I couldn't wait to get back. Yay! So I was like, yay! And I got the rebook. I was like, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm still excited. I was like, yes, this is needed. Because we haven't had one, I can't say, uh, actually, like, talking about on that on that aspect. Um, so, and, you know, even still, when you bring people in this realm about that, you got to be careful at the same time. So, because 
everybody is in a day space and everybody operates differently. And that is also another reason why um, I thought the topic of vibrations would be more appropriate because like I said, I don't, it's, it's um, not really focusing too much on any specific aspect because people are very, 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 very sensitive about um, their spiritual practice. Well, I won't say spiritual, more of the religious practice. Um, people's, I've, I've come to realize that people with spirituality are a lot more understanding, but it's because they're more open-minded. They have more perspective because they've allowed their mind to, you know, go there and, and gain that perspective outside of their comfort or outside of their selves. So, um, people are very, very touchy. And so to, to try not to antagonize, to try not to blaspheme, uh, you know, or anything like that. Like I said, I believe that vibrations is a very healthy, neutral, you know, kind of safe space to really dive into, um, spirituality and yeah. I think that's like a really healthy space to start. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay. So what to you, what is vibrations? Um, vibrations are literally like when um I believe that people have this like tendency to um like mysticalized spirituality you know everything becomes metaphors and and cryptic signs and cryptic messages it is literal vibrations like the same vibrations that it is within music the same vibrations you'll feel if something you know hits something really hard and it shakes those exact same vibrations are the vibrations that we speak about in spirituality when you hear them talking about high vibrational low vibrational, you know, vibrations as a whole, healing your vibration, raising your vibration. We are, we are talking about, you know, vibrations, you know, what I, I I'm going to look up the definition, <laughs> look up the specific <laughs> definition, but um, everything in the universe has been created on a harmonic scale, you know, the same scale that music, language, everything we uh, the universe exists on that same scale. And when it comes to like um, your specific vibration, it's like the universe is this huge symphony, you know, and it all plays harmoniously, you know, in sync. And that's why they say, you know, the universe is always moving is because there's this big song being played, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's a symphony and every piece of the universe has its own specific tune that plays into this massive vibration. Um, and as everybody, you know, your, your vibration is in alignment with the master, you know, the full scale, the full universe. And that's why we are connected energetically, but those in that energy is a vibration, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain Cause like I, I can still feel like people's brain kind of like wait vibration how am i a vibration i'm a person but in <laughs> look I'm, I'm gonna find it first give me a second no problem but energy energy itself exists on a scale of vibrations you know and each vibration has its own frequency and when you think of spirituality in your own spiritual body, you are on a certain frequency and you can attune that frequency. You can raise that frequency. You know what I'm saying? You can lower that frequency 
and all of that is conducive to the environments, the other frequencies that are around you. You know, you are a frequency, and it's just like if um, if you were a soprano in a choir and you're singing with altos, you know, you can hear your tune absolutely out of place with all these altos. You know, you are not in your vibration. You are off your, you know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. And so um, when it comes to your natural vibration, to to operate at your fullest, you need to be around those same vibrations. If you are in a lower vibrational area, it lowers your vibration. And in that same metaphor, if you are a soprano in a field of altos, either they're going to drown you out <laughs> or you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. You know what I'm saying? And that is that energy of not being in your natural vibration, you know? And so recognizing the different things that affect your vibration is like literally the base of spirituality. You know, like I said, we can go through altars and meditation and all different kinds of magic and, you know, divination, but at the base of everything, it is recognizing your natural vibration. Are you high vibrational or low vibrational? Um, there are different ways to see energetically where your natural vibration is, and that is through your chakra skill. Um, you know, there's different ways, but if after you understand where your vibration is, you can work to raise it. You work in and you raise it through chakra healing, you know, so each chakra has its own frequency. As you tackle and heal each chakra, you raise your vibration to that frequency, you know, and as it continues to rise, as you continue to heal those chakras, you continue to raise your vibration. After you have healed all of your chakras, that is when you get into higher self. You get into enlightenment and elevation because you've transcended your own consciousness. Now you've entered a realm where you can accept other consciousness. Other, You know, your brain has unlocked beyond itself now. And that is where you see people who, who have unlocked their gifts. And, you know, there's people that that's when you start to see the you know the real magical stuff because these people have transcended their own personal experience and now can can open their vibration to things that have you know things that are way higher than themselves you know if that makes sense i'm sorry yeah. i'm ready it's so that's what i'm saying spirituality is like it's such a lot to unpack but i feel like the safest space to unpack it is in vibrations <laughs> It, it is like real talk. Um, I, ooh, I think I'm about four or five years in myself, and it, I, a lot of times I still feel like I'm at the beginning because it's like so much on um, on so many levels. Um, so it's like you you never stop learning because it's always something. Um, your your experiences are different. Um, some some are same. <laughs> but something different. Um, but it's always something, and you're always like, okay, what does this mean? Like, what does this mean? Because, like, for me, I know um, something that's been consistent with me since like day one is I see feathers. Like, and and the feathers is always in my path. On that note, so it's always crazy. Like, I could be walking, and it's like, bam, feather. I pay attention to the color. Uh, and I even got to the point where I take pictures when I see the feathers. Because I'm like, okay, 
me make sure I remember what this color that I saw this time, like, or this, or what this I saw, okay, when I was walking this way where I was. So I'm always aware um, when, I, when I see it. It's almost like, okay, what is the, in this moment, what is this trying to tell me? What am I doing? You know, so I always try to evaluate what's going on even at the moment. Um, and I know that I have that that connection to where um, if I haven't seen one a week or two go around, I'm like, hey, I ain't seen a feather. I'm guaranteed to see one in the next day or two. For sure. So, yeah. One yeah. way of communicating with you. I always try to tell people when it comes to spirituality, God is God is trying to talk to you all the time. And a lot of the times we can't hear God because we so busy filling our own head with what we said is God. You know, this is what I say God is this. And so that's what I hear when I'm talking to God. And so a lot of the times that we, we miss a lot of divine messages. And um, once the universe sees that it has your attention, it will begin to throw that at you. And so like angel numbers, when people get, begin to delve into angel numbers, oh my God, I saw three, three, three. They're going Man. to start seeing angel numbers all the time because the universe sees that, okay, they, I got their attention. You know, they're going to look at this. So let me keep throwing them these numbers to show, you know, but but then people get caught in this this thing of number chasing and now all they see is numbers and it's like are you getting the messages or are you looking at numbers you know and so the universe will try to communicate with you in all different kind of ways strangers will walk up to you like hey you know you know and and that's when god is really trying to reach out to you and it's when we start actually paying attention to the signs that we see it my thing is coins and keys I see coins and I see keys all the time. Um, and, you know, that's just the way that my people communicate with me. I always take coins and I throw them in the water. You know, I'll take them and put them on my personal altar, different things like that because they're ancestral signs. But also, you know, feathers and the universe will listen, to, will talk to you any way that you'll listen. And so that's why it comes to opening yourself up more and, you know, keeping your energy receptive, but it isn't looking. And that's what I think a lot of people get confused with. They begin to search. They search for angel numbers. You know what I'm saying? They search for signs. And then it it isn't the universe talking to you. Now it's you talking to the universe. You know, you yeah. demanding the universe to talk to you. And I, like I said, I think we um, get a really, really caught up in... Um, the whole mythical, mystical, you know, that we get away from the literal. I think spirituality is a perfect combination of magic and science. Like in a nutshell, like spirituality is all of everything that exists in the magical realm backed up yeah. by science. This is why this magic is real. You know, that is what spirituality kind of is. And I think that we get so much into the spiritual and our brains naturally associate that with, you know, mystical imagination, majestic, you know, all of this, this exactly. like fairy tale kind of realm. And it, it takes us away from the literalism of what spirituality actually is very literal. You know, it, the thought process, when you say per, gaining perspective, you need to know how that person thinks so that you can stop thinking about how you're going to respond and, and see why they're responding the way. That, no, it's literally their perspective. It isn't like this collective conscious. No, baby, you need to gain perspective. You need to gain perspective outside of yourself. It's, it's very literal, you know, and I think we get away from that. And so, yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, because I know when I first started seeing numbers, um, and I'm I'm such an observant person. So just like you said, I had to make sure it wasn't me looking for them, that it was actually just that coming to me. So, it, and even now, like my numbers is kind of shifted. It was 11, 11. Now it's just one 11 that I've been seeing this year. And it could be, I think the other day I had three text messages come in at the same time. Our numbers one 11. I'm like. Definitely divine sign. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the microwave, one eleven. I'm like, really? <laughs> when I first started my spiritual journey, angel numbers was the very first um, thing that jumped out to me. But it wasn't like a three, three, three. Although I'm sure those were too. But what happened was, I was in a space of transition, and as I was transitioning, every city I, I visited three cities. So that was the first three. There were three different cities. It was Milwaukee, it was St. Louis, and it was Seattle. And I visited three cities and in each city that I was in, I got stuck there in a snowstorm and the snowstorm lasts three days. And so it was a three day snowstorm in three different cities. And that was so odd to me because it was in a span of nine days. So I, in three days, I went from St. Louis to Milwaukee and there was, I'm in St. Louis, and as I'm getting ready to go to Milwaukee, boom, I'm stuck in St. Louis. It's a three-day snowstorm that comes out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so on the third day, I'm able to leave. I get to Milwaukee, and a few days later, boom, it's another three-day snowstorm in Milwaukee. I'm like, this is crazy. You know, like, why is this wow. snowstorm following me? But Milwaukee and, you know, St. Louis, they're about five hours away, so that storm could have definitely traveled, you know, up yeah. north. But then I catch a plane after the snowstorm in Milwaukee passes. I catch a plane to Seattle all the way across the country. Now we in Cali. We, we up by Cali. We up by Oregon. We are in Seattle, Washington. And the day I touch down to Seattle, Washington, there is a three-day blizzard. And it blew wow. my, I'm like, there is a snowstorm following me. Why is the <laughs> snowstorm following me? You know, and... I learned that three was a language of water. I learned that, you know, snow was a communication from the guys. And, and it, it was like so boom. Cause I'm like, Jesse, who are you? If snow, if if weather is following you, you must be somebody. You need I need you to figure out who you are because that's big. I, it might not be big to nobody else. Nobody else may even notice that it's happening, but you know, because you know where you've been. You, this is big, and it was three, three, three. It was a three-day storm in three different cities for three days each, and wow. it, it, and I, that was the first three, three, three I had ever seen. And when I say they started punching, to where I almost went into like this manic phase. I could only mm. see numbers. It was literally, it was so bad. And, you know, God was teaching me, like, you can't get caught in one hole of anything, you know, because yeah. I literally would wake up, see numbers, go out the house, every license plate, every clock, every, it was just numbers to where I had to program myself to stop. Jesse, stop decoding, because I, you know, I understand numerology, so I'm decoding messages like crazy and i'm tripping because i'm like oh my god there are messages all around you god is encouraging you in all these numbers just everywhere god is warning you here he's you know it's just number messages but i had to stop because it began to be constant I, this is all i saw and i realized that you can get caught 
in one piece of this and it'll mm. be really hard to get yourself out. And God showed me that so early in my spiritual journey. And I, that was like one of my biggest things that I took with me. Don't you focus too much on anything because it's all a piece of, you know, it's all a piece of it. And so, yeah, we, we, you really got to make sure that you're not chasing it because it, it wasn't even me chasing it. It began to be like second nature. I wake up to number yeah. two, you know, and making sure that we don't let our minds go there, you know. But that was because, like I said, I was in a space of studying numerology. I was studying. Uh, I was studying. I was in this studying phase. And so taking in so much information this is what my brain is, is reading everything now. My brain is reading, is picking up everything. And so spirituality can be really, really dangerous because it does make you receptive to a lot. And you have to have a discernment that shows you, hey, this is enough. Or, hey, let's not go there. Hey, this may not, you know, I get that you're interested, but I need you to think beyond your intrigue. You know, is this dangerous or not? You know, and... It really taught me a lot. Like it's so much of it is is lessons that the universe is teaching you. But if you learn, if you open yourself up to them, who they will show you. They will definitely show you. Definitely. So we have a question. It says, "Does the universe have a bad and an evil side?" <laughs> um, I believe. <laughs> I believe that there is a healthy balance of energy in uh, the universe. I think what people get caught up in is duality. People believe that there is an either or and not understanding that the universe is a whole and everything that exists is in the universe. And so to you, you can try to differentiate and pick a side, but the universe is full of everything because it is consisted of everything. Evil lives rent free in the universe along with light, along with education, along with poverty, along with motivation, along with, you know, the elements, along with everything. And when, you know, our choice and our free will, believe it or not, is that. That is, you know, it isn't the ability to make a choice. You can eat steak today or you can eat salad. No, it is your ability to operate and self-govern in these realms, they both exist. And you have the choice to live in this one or this one. Neither's wrong because they both exist in this universe. And I know that is a lot to process, but let me break that down. I'm gonna unpack that. Go ahead. I went through a phase last year and it was very, very um, intense. I had lost my friend, one of my really, really good friends. And um, I had just, I was in a space of mourning I was mourning her, but then me being a, <laughs> a empath, I began to mourn the state of the world. And it was so heavy because I had to accept the fact that all of this shit exists in the world that we live in. Like this is the world that we wake up to every single day. And these horrors exist, you know, and they're so prevalent that we are we are screaming for peace. We are we are trying to do anything to find a sense of serenity because of how horrific it is scary. The yes. world that we live in, you know, and I mourn that and it hurt me so bad. But God was like, Jess, for every good deed you think you are doing, there is an equivalent evil happening. It has to. Mm. There is a natural balance. 
And so everybody thinking that if we clean up all the bad, there'll be no more bad that throws off the natural balance. There has to be light. I mean, there, you know, there has to be a dark to cast out the light. For every light that is born, a shadow is cast. Yeah. And we can't get away from that. All we can do is self-govern what we choose to be. But we also can't think that because we choose goodness that we've gotten rid of a piece of badness. It all exists, you know, and it was a really hard blow for me to accept because God was like, that is your ego that told you that you can come up here and clean up a mess, that you can come down. Oh, God, I'm going to help you get this together, you know, because we want to be light bearers and we want to help God. And it's like, how dare you think that you can clean up something that is so perfectly made? It is so perfectly balanced. You're not doing this to help me. You're doing this for you. This is the life you want to live, Jesse. You want to live this kind of life. But don't you ever think that you can come here and clean up the world? No, baby. For every good deed that you do, somebody is around here doing something terrible. And the more good you do, you better understand that it is being born faster. Because that is the natural balance. You can't get rid of this energy. Yeah. So it just moves somewhere else. But that's what you can do. You can move that energy away from you. You know what I'm saying? That's what we can do. Yeah. We can raise our vibration to a place where that energy is no longer around us. And we can live in that space. But in the enormous, infinite, infinite span of the universe, all exists. All, all of the scariest shit you could think about, all of the most beautiful shit you could think about, all of the most impossible shit you can think about, it all exists in the universe. To try to divide the universe up into sides of good or bad is crazy. It is That's the insanity that people are trying to do, and it's actually tearing them away from what spirituality is, which is a wholeness. It is holistic. It is one. It isn't two. It isn't either or. It's having both and learning to integrate them. Learning to get them to coexist with not with one not overpowering or shaming the other, you know. Definitely. So, um, going back to something that you mentioned uh, when we first got started, you started talking about chakras. What are chakras? Um, chakras are energy centers throughout the body. Um, we have over 140. We have, we have a bunch of chakras in our body, but there are seven main chakras. Um, they run through the, from your spine up through your crown. You have your root chakra or your base chakra. There is your sacral chakra. Um, you have your, or navel, your navel chakra or your sacral chakra. You have your solar plexus, um, your core power, your core chakra. You have your heart chakra. There's the throat. You have your penal or third eye, and then the crown chakra. They're all energy centers where energy is stored throughout your body. Every experience is an energetic code, <laughs> and each energetic code is embedded into the chakra that uh, it affects the most, and it is stored there. Um, the more trauma or the heavier or low vibrational, the more low vibrational uh, the experiences are, the more they weigh onto those chakras, which could potentially block them. Um, block chakras, uh, stop your energy flow. Basically, like I said, these are energy centers that, uh, that allow your energy to move through your body. And so if you have a block chakra, it is not allowing the energy to pass through you fully. And so you are not able to access all of your full energy because it is being blocked by whatever chakra I can say, honestly, 
um, most people of our culture and of our generation. So like, and I'm not saying generation as in the, the 15 years that we were born so much as the lifetime that we are all existing in right now. <laughs> yeah, You can call it a generation all you want to, but like, we all living in the same lifetime. We all just got here. <laughs> we all in our first life. Like, <laughs> we're all here alive at this one time. Generation, go ahead. Generation, whatever. We all in our in our first time. We all just learning right now. And so, yeah, us all in this one generation that's in alive right now together. We are having a problem accessing the root and sacral chakra and getting past. Um after you get to your solar plexus and really get that energy flowing that is where like a lot of the energy your powers because that is where your dna your genetic code is stored mm. and activated through your solar plexus solar power plexus core your core power is literally in your solar plexus and once we can activate that that is what media and all of these different things are blocking it is blocking mm. our, our solar plexus. That is where we access our inner power. That is where our genetic coding is stored. That is where our ancestral knowledge is stored. That is where everything is stored. And if we can access that core power and then move up into our heart chakras, we become very unstoppable, you know, because we are a nature, uh, we are a culture that operates highly in the upper three chakras when you get to your throat, your penal, your crown, like we are, you got to think as a culture, ancestrally humming, singing, chanting, those are the ways that we access the gods. We could communicate telepathically, you know, that's our, that is our superpowers. And so if we can get us back to there, back to um, activating our, our life code, our truth, because that's what your truth is, your life code. But after you can get to activate that with your throat chakra, you are absolutely like invincible. You begin to age backwards, all of these different things. And I wish it didn't sound so myth mythical because it's very literal. I'm, I'm very, very, you know, it's very literal. But after you get to these different levels, you, you, can, um, you can interact with the universe. I don't know how else to explain it. Like the movie Lucy. How they say you can access 100% of your brain and now you can control radio wavelengths and you can control yourself. You can control things. You can move things with your mind after you've unlocked 100% of yourself that your brain, your this is your, I always tell people, you know, people believe that your spirit is in your heart. Follow your heart. Like, baby, if you take that heart out your body, go, you can go put that in somebody else's body and, and they can operate. But if you move that brain, that's where your spirit is stored. That is the thing that is uniquely coded to you. And that is why the spiritual warfare is a battle of the minds. Because that is where your spirit is. Your spirit is in your brain. And to control your brain, to control your thinking, is to control your world. And so understanding that once we get away from that, now we are... I'm sorry, because I know it's, uh, it's going from place to place, but... That is, we, we have to get control of our minds because our brain is where our spirit lives. And so after we can take control of that now, like I said, we can use 100% of this cerebral capacity that is raising yourself all the way to your crown chakra. And mind you, crown chakra is 963 hertz. That is where your crown chakra starts, 963. That is almost 100%. That is, you know, that is up there at 1,000. After you can access 963 hertz of like that vibrational capacity unlocks you to the universe. 
literally. And so if you watch the movie Lucy, the correlation is bananas because it tells you they keep us operating at a cerebral capacity of about 10%. Your root chakra, that's lower than your root chakra. They have us, you know, we are disconnected at abandonment issues. We are disconnected at family Ooh. trauma. We can't get past it. We cannot get past what our, our parents did. We cannot get past our heartbreak. We can't get past, you know, what happened as a kid, our childhood trauma, healing our inner child. And that's just the root chakra. We haven't even gotten anywhere near the sacral. And then after we heal and we get ourselves grounded and now we back focused and purposed on our health and, and everything that we want for ourselves, now it's time to work on that sacral chakra. And that's where your passion lives. That's where all your habits and your tendencies live. That's what the where you attracted to lives. We never get out of there. Once we are activated, we are grounded, and now we feel a sense of purpose. We put ourselves on this pedestal, and now we are in a pursuit to, to regulate this sacral chakra. Now we're looking for the companion that fits this. We cutting off everybody that no longer serves us. We severing ties in that sacral chakra. We looking to replace those ties though. For everybody that we cut off, what do people look? I'm looking for my spirit family. I'm looking for my soul family. Where my spirit family at? We get we stay in that sacral chakra because just like a chakra can be underactive or blocked, it can be overactive. It can be moving too much. And the thing is, a lot of us are oversexualized and have an overactive sacral. So we have an underactive root chakra, no grounding, no morals, no, no, nothing to stand by, no family values, you know, and I'm saying, I'm going to say we as a collective, just because in, in our lowest aspects of a collective, this exists, you know, but we'll, we'll have these attachments. We'll start to get rid of things and try to feel those things, but we live there. And as a collective, we are over-sexualized and we have overactive sacrals. We have, we, we have so much expression of passion that we pursue that. That is what we are in pursuit of connections, friends, family, you know, we want to do what we love. I want to work doing what I, all of that is sacral chakra energy. And we are so lost in there that we never get to core power. We're so busy at our attachments, everything that we desire and that is attached to us that we never move past that into recognizing none of that matters. Those are attachments. Those are things outside of us. Your solar plexus teaches you that this is you, baby. You can access all of those things. You'll have all of those things if you can access who you truly are. Learn that these things matter only in the capacities that they do so that you are not lost in your desire to pursue these things. Boom, you unlock your solar plexus. Now you stand in your own power. You don't follow people. You don't need people. The people that invite themselves recognize your value. They value you too. You know, and you're entering a space of empowerment, self-empowerment. And then you learn to sustain that. You recognize that people are coming in and out and they are taking my energy. Where are these people coming from? And the energy vampires. You learn, but that's that's what you attract after you've activated that solar. That's that yellow light. That's that bright light. Boom! It's out. <laughs> now here's this bright light shining, and everything that's been waiting on some light like that finally comes to you. And so, in healing your solar plexus, you learn boundaries. You learn self value. You learn that your morals have to be stood on. All of what you learned in your root chakra, everything that you taught yourself, your purpose, your family, your integrity. All that got to get activated 
and your solar plexus. Otherwise, you will have all of these unhealthy attachments in your sacral. It is all, they're all correlated and they all tie up into each other. And so as a collective, we're still working these lower three chakras. We are all, and, and we continue to elevate, but as a collective, we will go back down because we get back into trends. We get back into desires. You'll see the collective raise and you'll see them all get focused again. Everybody is back on getting their business together, getting their body together, getting their health together. You'll see them refocus. But then the universe drops a trend, and I'm going to say the universe, but they'll drop <laughs> the trend or, you know, some current event, and then, boom, we are back into our attachments, the, you know, the things that we that catch our attention, and it's, it's back to draining us again. And we don't recognize that, but as a collective, we're doing this, trying to, you know, trying to raise our vibrations as a collective, but as some, as some raise... We got to understand that as some race, some will be locked into their vibration, you know, but as a collective, we have to continue to ascend. And so collectively, we're working through them uh, sacral chakras right now, and they are heavy. They are heavy, heavy, heavy. And they the um, block sacral chakra as a collective will manifest as creative block collectively. It'll manifest mm -hmm. as money issues that stem from um stagnation because your your money's stagnated because the things that you want to do are what you're, you're waiting on this money to do the things that you want to do you know you have plans and goals and they're now getting pushed further and further back i'm having money problems i'm having a lack of resources i'm distracted my energy's all over the place you know you even have habitual natures as a collective you know and you, you'll see everybody talking about how, you know, life is life and, you know, God, <laughs> what's happening. But it's a collective energy that we are all feeling as we break through this sacral chakra. We have to break through our attachments. And that's why it's important to everybody. Your own unique vibration gets raised because as you raise your vibration, it's drawing this is raising the scale collectively, you know, as, as every little person inches up. It, it collectively raises the vibration. And so you have to focus on raising your unique vibration through healing your chakra scale so that you can get your vibrations to its highest frequency. It's not easy. It happens over time, years and years. You can think that your, all of your chakras are healed because you've illuminated or because they've all been open. But just because they are open does not mean that they are healed and does not mean that over time, more things can come, you know, it's a, it's a never ending process to keep your chakras aligned. Um, yeah. But that is what it's for. If we can all collectively individually raise our own vibration collectively, it tunes the natural universe to its own, you know, to the symphony that is supposed to be, you know, it puts the lower vibration energies back where they are supposed to be. And it regulates the scale so that everybody's playing on their own specific tune again. You know? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, as we were talking about that, I had a, a chakra balancing uh, procedure done like some about six months ago. That, a that Reiki session? To, to yeah. To balance. I had Reiki and then I had the, the chakra balancing session uh, with somebody before. And that, that was both sessions were interesting. Both Reiki. I had a couple of Reiki sessions, but 
that was the first time I'd ever did a chakra balancing. Uh, was it so, sound vibrations? Um, that one wasn't. Um, uh, the Reiki was that she did sound. Um, I had to lay there, you know, peace yeah. and going through that listening. So that that what she came up with was very interesting. And the things of you know when you're in these on the spiritual journey and you're going through the the little things that said to help. Um, sometimes you wonder if the person is real or if it's legit. Uh, I think she was the first person that kind of sold me uh, <laughs> because she told me some things that she saw that she, wouldn't nobody know unless you knew me. And there's no pictures or no evidence of that on Facebook or anything else. For so sure. I was like, oh, shit. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, you you show sure right, you you right. So it it was that kind of thing. Um, even as far as doing the shock, chakra balance, and then like you said, which is, is the common though the things that we hold that we tend to have blocked. You, you named them like for real. That's like the first she went on through both of them said the same thing, and I was like, so so you you are definitely right. Even talking about feeling. And feeling stuck and feeling like things aren't moving. So you 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 definitely right on that. You are definitely right on that. Um, so even dealing with that, uh, what do you consider that is considered low vibrational? Um, low vibrational energies are energies that um, Low vibrational energies are feelings. I'll say there there are energies that you can feel that can lower your vibration. Um, lowered a lowered vibration just is a vibration that isn't operating at its highest frequency. That's just what a low vibration is. But low vibrational things, um, specifically things that can lower your vibration, um, things like hate having hate in your heart, resentment. Um, you know, when they say God is going to uh, weigh your heart to a feather, and if your heart is heavier than a feather, you got to come back and try it again. You know, that, that's that um, you, you have to, for, you know, have your heart free of sin and, and free of guilt when it's time to go see God. Uh, if your heart is heavier than a feather, and that's what that is, you know what I'm saying? Um, low vibrational, these things that weigh on your heart, Things that would make your heart heavy, things that would make your body heavy, like hate, holding on to resentment, uh, jealousy, envy, bias, um, you know, just complete malice. Um, and people believe that like demons are low vibrational entities, but I believe that demons are hate. A demon, the, the demon, the spirit of hate is a demon. The spirit of envy is a demon. The spirit of malice is a demon. And those are, you know, demons are energies that can get into you and distort your mind and cause you to hurt someone else or hurt yourself, harm mm. someone else or harm yourself. It was never a being that can jump inside of you. It is an energy, the energy of hate. If, some, if you hate somebody, that hate gets inside of you 
all you see is hate. You will do it. You know, now you, you see this person and all you see is what you want to do to this person. This person is no longer safe. This person's family is no longer safe. And you might not even be safe because all you can think about is how much you hate this person. That spirit will drive you to harm them or harm yourself. You know, yeah. that is a spirit. That is a, that is a demon, the spirit of envy jealousy you are so jealous you are so spiteful of this person that you can't think about what this person is going through what they went through to get where they are you're just wanting to destroy them because they have everything that you don't that is a demon it will make you hurt yourself it will make you hurt somebody else and those spirits jump into people and take over their mind distort it and then causes them to harm things outside of themselves and some of them don't even mean to they don't try to it's just a spirit that jumps inside of them they you got the little ugly spirit inside you better get that ugly spirit out of you the, those little wicked spirits they're hate spite envy you know jealousy malice ego you know insecurity those are demons and those are what get inside of you. Your insecurities get in your head and make you think all type, type of crazy shit. And you will be out here attacking somebody thinking that yeah. they attacking you and they ain't. You're just insecure, you know. And so low vibrational entities, things that can lower your vibration and rising above those things when it comes to actual low vibrations, they are that. They are low vibrational. They cannot reach higher vibrations. And that, that I'm, I'm going to break this down because this is a telltale, okay? This is a telltale. High vibrational beings <clears throat> do not worry about low vibrations because the low vibrations are low. They can't reach me. I'm up here <laughs> and they have no way of getting up here. They're too heavy. You have to be light. That's why it's called enlightenment. You have to mm. be light. You have to have perspective, baby. You got to think bigger than that to get up here. And so what your highest energetic protection is raising your vibration to its highest capacity because none of that low vibrational shit can fuck with you you get the perspective that you need to not let that bother you you get the insight that you need to empathize or pity whatever is trying to attack you, you have an elevated mind that no longer allows these energies of spite hate envy jealousy insecurity ego these things don't bother you no more you have risen above all of these low vibrational entities. Your highest spiritual protection is just raising your vibration. And now the telltale to that, a lot of people claim to be extremely high vibrational, but still operate in spite. They'll still talk shit. You know, they're still envious. They're still jealous. And you cannot operate on this frequency. You can pretend that you're here. But if that is in your heart, you are down there with that low vibration. You can pretend to everybody because you have a big following or because you got, a, you know, you deep into your voodoo or hoodoo or whatever, that that you have an elevated spirit. But baby, it shows in your habits. It shows in what entities are able to attack you, your insecurities, your ego, your pride. Oh, baby, baby, your faith ain't up here. Your, your energy is not here. How are those things able to get into your body? How are you able to display these things? Mm. And that is how you can tell. Now, it don't, not to be mistaken for sadness, being drained, being irritated or frustrated. High vibrational beings, 
still can experience frustration. They just have a level of understanding that they know it can't consume them. They can still be sad, but they have a level of knowing that this is just a feeling. I have to allow myself to feel what I am feeling so I can process yes. it. So people, <laughs> yeah. people mistaken high vibrational for like, you know, no, baby, that we still feel. <laughs> we I just sit on that shit. We have an unmovable faith, a sense of knowing that that negates any of what could possibly come to distort my mind. I feel how I feel, but I still know what I know. My feelings don't change what it is that I know, you know. And so I think that people really mistaken the the spiritual, you know, for for like all love. And this lady said that to me. I just can't believe that with you being an empath and so spiritual that this is your response. Uh, ma'am, cut the shit. Please don't be mistaken my spirituality for naivety, baby. I'm not naive at all. You're going to talk to me like a fucking adult. You're trying to baby me, and you're trying to use my spirituality as a gaslight to make me feel bad for checking you on your bullshit. I ain't. You know, and so that, and they say, like, you know, when you interact with low vibrational energy, it lowers your vibration. It absolutely does not. It is the way you interact with low vibrational energy. If you can set a boundary, that low vibrational energy stays where it is. And that's what people have a hard time doing. They have a hard time setting boundaries and speaking against these evils. And so when it comes time for you to say something, either you fit to be angry and irate or, or you're not going to say it. You're going to wait until it explodes out of you. No, no, speak against it. Cast that demon. Shame the devil right now. Cut it out right now. Set that boundary so that you have your power. And we re we have to recognize how empowering it is to cut that down right then. No, no, save your shit, baby. I ain't got to eat it. <laughs> I ain't got to eat it. But hold, you know, because maintaining your vibration is vital. People will come intentionally to t attack it and to lower it. And you have to be able to command that energy away from you because sometimes you have to, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't lower your vibration. It actually strengthens it because you've defended it. You set that boundary and defended your natural vibration against what is trying to lower it. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> woo. Yeah. Because it'd be hard, baby. Sometimes people be trying to test it. They be trying to test it. And I invite the test because I'm going to show up for myself every time. And the thing is, it's picking and choosing your battles. Every action doesn't reserve a reaction. You yes. know, it's having the gift of discernment to know, is this thing trying to take my power? Is this thing trying to outwit me? You know, what is this enemy that I'm up against right now? And knowing what enemies you are up against, you know, it's one thing to just react to a situation. It's another thing to understand what the situation is. So you have a proper reaction to it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that as a, as a people, we respond you know we react instead of observing and taking in a situation for what it is sometimes you got to sit and listen to the person that's talking to you like now what are they trying to get out of me what response is this person i hear them she you know and i have this thing of i can feel when the devil like the actual enemy energy is attacking me because it'll say things that i'm you know it'll say things about myself like my skin has been a really big thing for me or like um, for one time it was my feet. Another time it was my weight. I had gotten really thin and the things that I'm working on within myself, a person will come and attack that. And recently, 
I was at the Braden salon and a woman came in and she was going off some drugs and she was just so irate and so volatile. And she like, B, you old bad skin having B. And I'm like, you're the devil. Oh, I see who you are. I don't, baby, I ain't gonna interact with you. <laughs> uh uh, because. You you know, when they, they pick apart at things that you know you're talking to God about, they hear him. They listen. You know, that enemy spirit is listening to be able to see if it can hit you where it hurts, you know, and the, the, you got that bad skin. You you wish you was this and you wish you was that. And I'm like, I don't even know you. Who you, you know, how you think exactly. you know? But it's the enemy does know you. It's been sitting right here with you trying to trying to figure out the best way to attack. And as soon as it finds a vessel, to attack you through, it'll come. You have to recognize when it is that because you don't have to fight that. God is whooping that enemy's ass. That's why it's looking for a way to hit you. It doesn't have one. It doesn't have one. And so that's another thing. Like I said, paying attention to what's being said without responding. I'm listening to this girl and I'm watching how she moving. I'm like, okay, she offers some kind of, you know, some kind of something's inside of her right now. All right. Okay, God, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you saying, hold your peace. Hold your peace because this ain't worth it. You know, there's a lot at risk and the enemy knows that right now. You and your job, it's kids in here. The enemy is trying to provoke you to do something that you can't turn back from. And you got to see that. You have to recognize it and pull away. Baby, I'm not going to let you ruin my life. <laughs> uh -uh, you can have this all the, all the wolfing, the, the chest beating. Baby, you won. I, I fold. Okay, because pick and choose your battles. I don't, one thing I don't have to fight is the enemy. <laughs> God is whooping your ass for me. I don't have to stand in that. But the people, the entities that try to come and take your power, oh, baby, defend yourself. <laughs> hey, step away from me. Now, <laughs> you know, defend yourself against those energies. But the enemy, you never have to step to that. You don't never have to succumb to an attack from the enemy because God is whooping their ass already. And, and, you know, you said something. I think as um our culture that is one of the hardest things for us to do is to pick our battles and not give everything a response because it's like um depending on the situation and what's said it's like if you don't if you're quiet then you're a chump you're a sucker you're weak but it's like that energy of giving that person that energy and that attention and coming off in a certain way and coming off like you bad, you scared, you ain't scared. Like, this is what it is. I said something, I'm big, bad wolf. Like, that energy seems like it's that, it's, it's up here. And if you don't do that, like, like you weak. But when you really do get to that space where you really understand that you can let somebody do this all day long. And True I power. You yes. For the true exactly. power, and yes. imagine what uh, now. What chakra do you have to tackle to get there? Ooh, your solar plexus, your core Definitely. power. Yeah. Once you yeah. learn how to regulate your core power, you can see what's worth giving it to. What yeah. should I respond to? I recognize yeah. that my real power ain't in how much. If I win this battle, my real power is in how I can control this situation. I yeah. can control and I the give energy to it. Yeah, I can control the outcome of this situation. That is where my true power is in this whole thing. And I would never recognize that unless I recognize what my true power is. I have to access my solar plexus. And as a collective, it's hard for us to get to, to not having to always prove that we big and bad. 
Yes. Because we ain't at solar plexus yet. We still stuck in sacral. I have to yeah. run and grab my charger real quick. Okay, no problem. I apologize for the interlude. No, you good. You good. No problem. No problem. But I, I highly agree. And I think even for even for me and just how I was raised or what I was raised around, that energy was like it was a must. So when you when you come and offer that and you like you believe it or not, it is a state of programming. Mm -hmm. Um when we are younger as children we are naturally territorial but we are not defensive we are taught defense after we have been antagonized once we have been chastised we learn to be defensive now territorial you know if i want that toy i'm gonna take that toy you know this is my mama you know move this is mine we learn that we learn possession naturally Mm -hmm. But when it comes to defensiveness, when it comes to, you know, we we learn to defend ourselves only after we are being attacked, you know, because you got to think our mom whoop our ass first and we never feel like we need to defend ourselves in. We are understanding that we are receiving this and that there's nothing that we can do. You learn defenses through interactions and experiences. And so now the needing to defend yourself is a learned behavior. Imagine as a child, as a four, five, six-year-old, you learn that once upon a time, you were powerless. You were, your people were beaten. They were whipped. They were killed in the street. And they continue to program this into your mind. You become defensive. You feel the need to defend yourself against what is possible. Again, you know, some, this is possible. This has happened. This is real history. This is something that could happen still today. And we must protect ourselves from it. And naturally, we get this, we go, like, you ain't gonna play with me. <laughs> you ain't gonna, who, who are you talking to? It is a learned behavior, but I believe it is indoctrinated into what we, school teaches us that. Slavery, continuing to reintroduce us to the need to protect ourselves and defend ourselves, not from nature, <laughs> because that's what we really protecting ourselves from. That's what shelter's for. That's what transportation is for. That's what all of this is really to protect ourselves from the natural elements. We were never supposed to be threats to each other. We were supposed to be able to coexist with each other and, and protect ourselves from the natural elements that pose a threat to us like the animals, because they can eat us. They can make us sick. They can. We have to protect ourselves from that. We have to protect ourselves from nature, from the weather. You know, so we build homes and we build communities and villages so that we can all still have shelter and, and food to eat, you know, before the storm washes away all the crops, you know, stuff like that is what we were naturally protecting ourselves from. And that's what we were naturally building defenses for. That is what our society built defenses for. That's why we have homes. That's why we have cars so that we can transport, travel, you know, move because we have to fight the, the, the universe, you know, earth. We got to move when it get cold. We can't stay here. We got to be able to get away yeah. from you. We can't do it on foot. The, all of these advancements in technology were for us to protect us from, from nature. It wasn't, you know, from each other and we were taught that we were we were taught that hey you think it's that when really it's your brother that's who you better watch out for 
you better watch out because they'll say some mean things and they'll do some mean what things. Baby, they'll hurt you. And so we're not looking out for, for natural things. We are actually preparing ourselves for very unnatural wars, you know? Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you're right. You you have to fight some battles that with people that you never thought you would have to fight battles with. Amen. And I think that's I think that's the that's the part that throws a lot of us off our game because in in your mind, family is supposed to be family. We're supposed to stick together. You're not supposed to be at war with your parents, with your siblings, and and your kids and stuff. So when when you are in that space because you still like okay you want it to be better you have this thought that it would be but when you over here looking at like this shit ain't no better this sucker is after me like he trying he, he going for my head and it's like man for real though like uh, this ain't what I, I I didn't expect to have to be in this space for where now what's family is now my enemy that's a hard reality. Something that I, I, a piece of perspective to anybody that's watching, <clears throat> only to my people though, only to us. Um, something that I I was taught in during my spiritual journey that helped me to understand my people um, as a collective, but also helped me to understand family dynamics because something that really, like I said, I'm heavy empath and I have to mourn different states of the world and it's, it's a healing thing me and God got going on. <laughs> but I've mourned different states of the world. And one of the states that I've mourned was family dynamics and how families can be so, you know, torn apart. And granted, a lot of it is very systematic. You know, it is it is being created this way. They are disconnecting elders from, you know, from the youth. So there's a real disconnect between the present and our history which is what they're continuing to do, disconnect us from our history. If we don't know where we come from, we can have this really misguided future, you know? And I mourn that dynamic because it was torn apart and God showed me that back in this tortured time that they, you know, that they always reinforce into our brain about slavery and stuff, something that they don't speak about as often, but was the most common was how they would take and separate families. Yeah. Um, they would take, you know, these children would be having children and they would take these babies and they would sell these babies. And when these newborns and infants, it, you know, ended up at a new plantation or at some new farm or something, whoever was there that just lost their baby, they take in this new baby. And now this is my baby. And you're growing up with sisters and siblings. That's not really yours. And so we have such a mixed pot of ancestry that it's natural for some of us to be clashing only in the sense that some of us are not really blood. We have been raised together and we come from a struggle to where it's seven in a family, but four of them don't know that they're not really siblings. They don't know that they were brought here and raised with this family. And so they wondering why they different or why they clashing or, you know, and it's because they were loved under the same nest because they struggled together. They had to, you know, endure together, but their spirits can be absolutely different. They could be coming from different places, different ancestry. And they, because they all brown, they was all sold together the same. And we don't know who's who. And it gives me a level of grace when it comes to family discord, because 
that could be clashing bloodlines that could be you know ancestral war and and stuff like that that goes back for generations that these babies don't even know about in this lifetime they don't know that this is where they come from and i know it's a stretch but it was the piece of perspective that i needed to accept that this is a piece of reality but it isn't stemmed from hate all of it isn't stemmed because these people have hate in their heart we have this mixed pot. The reason, because it's, it's it's heavy the most in our culture. You see other people yeah, honoring yeah. their, you know, they don't have this disconnect, but we do because they took our roots and they ripped them apart and then started planting them in other places. So I can't look at our, my black people and be like, y'all can't, y'all families just don't do this and just just don't. Because other cultures that family do that, they just don't know love. And, and we, you know, they just aren't a people of love. And so when you see them hating their mamas and stuff, that's because, you know, they don't know love. But we are a nation, a nation of love. We knew love. And when we don't see that today, it's because of the disconnect of the roots. You know, if we knew me deep who we were and where we came from, we would be too unstoppable, you know? And so they had to come and tear us up at the roots. And when you see a family whose roots are torn, I write that off to our history, to what we've been through. And I don't believe that to be our future is just a condition into where we are today. That makes That very much makes sense. I can feel that. It's a stretch. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's a it's a it's a long stretch of perspective, and you have to go and do the research, and you have to allow yourself to to you know to go there and to think about that, to think about you know tribes you know that we came from, and these tribes could have been feuding, you know, and it goes into looking at your ancestry and you know finding these missing pieces because why. You know, and that's why your history is so important, because if you don't know where you are today, you can look into your history and find those patterns. If we can't look back into our history, we can't see why our people did that and what the reaction was and the responses to it. I, I'm so grateful that God gave me that piece of perspective. Like, look, baby, this ain't even what you think it is. You ain't got to mourn this. This is just a result of this. Your, your people are not lost. They, they still know love. They just have to get back to their roots. They have to get back to their roots. And that's where we got to start as a collective. But we've ascended the root chakra. Black people, we found purpose again. We powerful as hell as a nation now. We know what we're here for. We have integrity. We have morale. But we cannot beat these desires. Oh, them desires got us in a toehold, man. That, <laughs> oh. and, and that's what we're fighting over. That's what we're killing over. It's our passions. It's our desires. You know, that's where we are as a nation. But we found our roots again. Now we got to get to our power. Everybody, what what is it going to take for black people to come together? Like, you don't even know. Mm. We're already together. <laughs> We're already rooted back together. We are all repurposed again. We have to access our power now. That's where we at. We got to get past these desires so we can access our power, baby. We, knowing that we can have everything that we desire if we can get back to the power of the nation that we are. We got to get back to our solar plexus as a collective culture. After we access that core power, every desire is ours. And we know that. They know that. You know? <laughs> I don't get to all that, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I'm you know what I'm saying, I'm definitely with you. Um, so what are ways that we can keep our vibrations high? Thank you for that question. 
of course. My favorite is sound therapy. Mm. Regulating what you allow your ears to intake because that is the um, most, I won't say distracting, because I'll say distracting for lack of better words, but that is like the most attention grabbing vibration like music pe music talks you know you how is this song singing everything i'm feeling and you know you can listen to a song and you can start crying and you wouldn't even say it you know music is <laughs> it is the, the the most um basic display of vibrations you know and what vibrations can do to us and so the way that we attune to music you listen to your vibrations and you let those tones re you let them attune you um each chakra has its own vibration like i said your crown starts at 963 hertz so after now mind you 963 so if you at 960 you are still in your third eye i'm sorry you got three more to go just three more <laughs> you gotta raise, raise but, a little more but you up there though you're there you know, you're right there. You're peeking out that crown, but you haven't fully accessed it until you hit 963. Your third eye chakra is 852. Your throat chakra's uh, frequency is 741. Your heart is um, 639. Your solar plexus is 528. Your sacral chakra is uh, 417. I might have to fact check that one again, <laughs> but it's, I think, I believe, I want to say, yeah, 417. And then your root is 396. Um, so those are the different frequencies. So 396 Hertz is your root chakra. 417 Hertz is your sacral. And if you listen to these frequencies, so if you, you can go on YouTube or go to Apple music and play, um, I would advise everybody to start at your root though, <laughs> but play, 396 hertz music just listen to those frequencies especially in the morning after your body has settled you know if you got five minutes before you get out of bed put on your frequency and just let your body settle you know just take some deep breaths just lay in the bed it's a form of meditation but just letting your body settle to that frequency it attunes you to that frequency and allows your energy to begin to rise from whatever frequency it is that you you know that you're playing and so the, the easiest, to me, the easiest and one of the most effective ways to raise your vibration, to attune them, you know, because like I said, they're frequencies and the, just like an instrument, you have to tune an instrument, you have to tune your vibration, I mean, your chakras, you have to attune them. A way to attune them is by listening to the frequencies that it vibrates on so that it can harmonize with it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was speaking to that metaphor about like sopranos to altos. Mm -hmm. If you put that soprano in that alto, it's off tune. You know, it's going to be off key. But if you put the frequency of soprano on, it will remind that soprano to go back to its frequency. And it, it allows it to harmonize where it belongs because it finds it. Oh, this is not where I belong. I, I'm in the altos. I see that now. Let me go back to my soprano. I, I hear where I belong. Let me go. You know, and naturally it, it attunes itself. And so in your own personal healing, you know, recognizing each chakra has its own, like I said, its own frequency, but it also has its own tails. They all have their own symptoms and signs to let you know that it's blocked or overactive. And based off of whatever 
symptoms you are exhibiting, it'll let you know where you need to focus on your chakra healing most. If you have a lot of family issues, a lot of childhood trauma, you're probably still at your root chakra. You know, if you're still easily triggered by what your mom says or what your sister does or, you know what I'm saying? I didn't get this as a child. So you're still trying to fulfill things that you never had. You're still at the root and you start there until you've transcended that chakra, you know? And so you check your energy. That's why self-awareness is so big too. You have to be self-aware, uh, but you check your energy and wherever you see yourself at, that's what chakra you start at. You know, that's how you start um, attuning at that chakra. But sound frequencies are one of the best ways to attune your chakras. It takes time. So it's a, it's a consistency thing as far as you know, listening to it and allowing yourself because as you heal that chakra, if you focusing on your root chakra, it's gonna start pulling all the because mind you, it's an energy center thing. Energy is stored. Everything that is stored will begin to be you're it's like you're going through the file now. You're going through all of your files to see what in here needs to go, what in here, you know, what have I stored in here that's holding me down? And your body begins to release all of what's making it heavy. So you're going to start to process things. You're going to start to have thoughts and feelings and, you know, unexplained emotions. But that is your body purging all of this weight from this chakra, you know. And so recognizing, um, but, sorry, because sound therapy, <laughs> look, because you, you'll recognize it. But recognizing your habits and everything is what I was going to say, because it'll show you, you know, what's causing you to fight this chakra, what's not allowing the chakra to heal. But if you use those sound therapies through consistency over time, you'll see that chakra begin to heal because you will begin to process these thoughts and process these feelings. And you'll notice different habits coming out or you'll notice, you know, a, a want, a desire to reprogram yourself. I want to do this different. I'm not allowing this. It'll, you know, you'll begin to process that chakra. Um, other ways to tune your chakras, the foods, there are different foods that you can eat, um, different foods, target different chakras, because your chakras are tied directly to different organs and different functions of the body. Um, so your root chakra functions are your legs, you know, your spine. I would say your spine, the, more the base of your spine, but it's still your spine. Um, but your legs, your spine, your bowel, um, those different things. And so a uh, blocked root chakra can manifest as back problems. It can manifest as foot problems. Um, it could be the like your body it can store a lot of like weight and fat down in your legs and not so much as in your top half and that those are physical example physical displays of a blocked root chakra um it can manifest as gout it can manifest as clogged Ooh. arteries uh different things like that um because you're bearing all of this weight you know what i'm saying and so your your root chakra it regulates those things. Your solar, I mean, your heart chakra, it regulates your heart, your lungs, um, all of the, these vital organs in this area. You know what I'm saying? So the vital organs, really. Uh, your heart chakra, uh, your your third eye chakra, your penile, that's your brain. That is your functionality, your nervous system, um, things like that. So each chakra, your throat chakra regulates your lungs, your esophagus, your shoulders. You know, people that have blocked uh, block throat chakras, they'll have hunchback. Yeah, blocked throat chakras. Sorry, I'm talking fast. I had to make sure I said the right thing. But they'll have hunchbacks because 
this is closed, you know, it, it's not open to exert, you know, mm -hmm. it's a blocked throat chakra. Uh, it can manifest as breathing problems. It can manifest as, um, you know, different things, sacral indigestion, um, like reproductive, you know, disorders. You can have cervical cancer, you know, erectile dysfunction, different things like that when you have an overactive or underactive sacral. So you seeing your symptoms in your body and then eating, you know, adjusting your diet according to which chakra is, you know, which chakra is needing to be healed. But you'll know that through your physicality, you know, so whatever is going on in your body, you eat the foods attuned to that chakra. You know, if you have an indigestion, we attacking a sacral chakra. Sacral is um, heavy roots, carrots, sweet potatoes, um, apples. It, I, I won't get too deep into it, but orange, you know, orange foods, orange drinks, um, different things that help with digestion and things like that. But each chakra has foods that are specifically targeted to help to clear um, that chakra and alleviate the health elements that come with that chakra. And so um, healthy dieting, sound therapy, um, yoga, there are different yoga techniques that yoga techniques that attack and open different chakras, help you to release um, energy that is pent up in different chakras. And like I said, we have earth chakras. We have lower earth. We have about a hundred chakras, over a hundred chakras in our hands alone. Um, at learning to activate your different chakras. We, we have a ton, but after you learn, you know, uh, I'm sorry, because y'all know I over explain stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, sound therapy, your foods, your yoga, there are different things that help you to release energy through your body. And so um, if you're getting into chakra healing, because those are um, those are the three that I help to instruct with when I do um, chakra healing. Journaling is another one. Journaling is another way to purge chakras. Um, but though I, I encourage journaling as well, I either actually have a just the vibe journal. I wish I had a picture of it. Um, it got stolen in January, but I have to order another one. It's it, January was a not January, sorry, November. November was a doozy. When I got back, to, it was a doozy. But um, journaling, releasing emotions, releasing what is inside of you, um, logging your progress, all of those things also helps to clear those chakras too. Because you're you're it's like repetition with the journaling. It is the idea of repetition, but it's also self awareness, making yourself, making your cells because cells have memory. Once you yes. talk to the cells in your body and make them aware of themselves. And what it is that they are doing, you know, cells are communicating, cells are reproducing, cells are eating, they're doing all of these different things. And we have to activate that cell memory by talking to them, you know, and so that's why they tell you to speak your affirmations out loud. It tells you to talk to yourself yeah. out loud, but also journaling because it makes you aware of what is going on within you. It tells you, hey, I do know, <laughs> I know what's yeah. going on with me. And then you listen to you. All of the billions of cells in your body begin to listen to you, tell you what's wrong, and then it will begin to self-heal. It will begin to, because that's what our body is, it's a self-healing machine. It will mm -hmm. begin to correct itself. You just have to tell it, hey, this is what's going on with us. Do you see this? <laughs> have you been noticing this? Because maybe we haven't. We've been so distracted because you are one vessel, even though you are infinite cells inside of your body, it's still just one thing. And if you're not paying attention to it, it's not paying attention to it either. 
You know, all of its cells are focused on whatever you're focused on. You are one infinite being, but you are made of a billion infinite things. And it's all zoomed in on what you zoomed in on. So it is, you know, your cells do what they do, just like you do what you do. Yeah. But you may not be aware of what you're doing. You know, you're still going to do it. You won't know that you're, you're telling your heart to beat, but your brain is telling your heart to beat. And it isn't until you are aware, oh, wait, I am. Beat, heart, beat. And now <laughs> you do, you know what I'm saying? It is yeah. when you tap into that, your your self-awareness. And so journaling, it'll, it allows your cells to understand itself to hear itself so it can begin to regenerate itself um shock i mean yoga different yoga poses that emphasize the um, releasing of certain energies food your diet what you put into your body is very very vital from food to music to television to all that um and then the sound therapy when you if you were to go into the um frequencies of you know, if you're going to listen to frequencies to heal your chakras, I would advise that you not, not listen to other musics because those energies can go in and lower the frequencies that you've just risen, you know, because music has different frequencies and messages being sent through it. And you could regulate your frequency, you know, and get it back healed because yesterday it got thrown off because some family shit happened. And then you go listen to a song that triggers all of those emotions right back after you just, you know, stabilize them again. Yeah. So making sure that once you are doing chakra healing through sound, like through actual um, sound frequencies, that you eliminate other frequencies so that you can let your body focus on its healing. You know, we have our pleasures and we have the things that we enjoy but we can't allow our desires and our pleasures to interfere with our healing. And that's what we're trying to do. A lot of people in spirituality are trying to figure out a way to do what they want to do and still, you know, heal and recognize that they're having a hard time doing both. And it's like, when your leg is broken, you can't play basketball. <laughs> Period. <laughs> like, and the fact that we are trying to play while we are recognizing that we are broken is where... That's where the disconnect is coming from. Everybody's trying to manifest and heal through trauma at the same time. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so recognizing that when you are in a space of healing, you have to allow yourself to heal and recognize that moving prematurely, you know, acting, working on that, that whatever this is that needs healing. So you working on your sacral chakra and then boom, here you is making all these friends. <laughs> when you working on your attachments, here you are collecting. That is an energy of distraction. I'm going to say it, that's an energy of distraction to me. If you trying to heal your chakra, your sacral chakra and rid yourself of unhealthy attachments and all these people keep coming, trying to that is the energy of distraction, trying to uh, keep you attached to whatever, you know, keep your vibration low. But understanding that if you are trying to heal through these attachment issues, that maybe creating new attachments may be unhealthy for you right now. You know, I get that you want a man, but if you healing your sacral chakra, you're not ready for one yet. And yeah. not being able to say no and not being able to be patient with yourself as you get through this healing. You got to heal first, baby, or you're going to bleed all over that man. That, that person here to love you is going to, you going to break them because you're still broken. You're still hurting. Hurt people hurt people. And I need you to heal fully before Ooh. you allow yourself to go into something else. And we don't. 
we are trying to heal and, and keeping ourselves in this state of healing. I'm healing. I'm healing, girl. I'm healing. I'm working on it. I'm healing. But also saying that we ready for this. We ready for love. We ready for this. We ready. How? How are you ready if you keep saying that you're healing? Healing is your excuse. That mm -hmm. is your excuse of why you don't have to be accountable for the way you acting. When you make a poor decision, you could just blame it on, I'm still healing. I'm still working on me instead of holding yourself accountable to making the poor decisions you're making. Yeah. You know? And we have to recognize when we're doing that. You know, we have to recognize when we are using the word healing as an excuse to, you know, why we still aren't doing better, why we still aren't, you know, changing our actions. If we know this is hindering us, now you have to be, this has to be bigger than your desire, it has to be bigger than what you want this situation to be. Now you have to see it for what it is and be a part of it, you know, instead of you controlling what you want this to be. It's a level of accountability that we really have to allow ourselves to have in this healing where we have to sacrifice what we want. We have to sacrifice what we think is here for us so that we can allow ourselves to get to a healthy space, even if it means not having a friend for two years, not being in a relationship for six years. We have to allow ourselves that so that we can understand how we operate not in a relationship, not desiring a relationship. How do we operate, you know, undistracted? How do we operate in isolation? We have to see these things because we'll never know our full potential if we don't know what are, what we are capable of alone, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. you definitely right. I talking to it. I'm out. <laughs> All right. I have one more question for you before we close out. So, um, uh, Today is February 9th, so it is the super new moon. Mm -hmm. So are there any, I don't want to call them rituals because some people may see that. Yeah. So are there anything that you could do on this new moon far as manifesting or uh, something on this night that somebody, somebody may want to heal from? or to bring in so this new moon in particular and i just want to say just to anybody that's listening everything that i'm saying please I, I i research it please research it i don't want you to just take what i'm saying and be like oh well she said this and she fact check me fact check me you better go and check this out for yourself okay i don't want you to think that i'm just saying things off these are things that i had to go and learn and research and i want you guys to be able to do the same okay so don't think that i'm just giving y'all anything you know go fact check it please I, I always encourage studying and when it comes to spirituality go take go get this knowledge i had to go learn it it's here to learn it's in books i've read them you know it's, it's in things go get this information don't just listen to the people that you admire go get this knowledge for yourself but um so on this form this uh new moon in particular it is a catalyst for the energies we are setting the tone for the next six months um taking us into the summer season uh because we are entering the spring season and this is a really really uh intense energy for uh, for releasing all of the old and so you'll see if if you have been releasing things over the last couple of years you'll feel very stagnant right now things will not feel productive because everybody else is still closing out whatever they got going on you know and as a collective you just a little more ahead um 
But in this energy particular, this is a really great time to set your intentions to what you want this year to look like um, and not in a sense of what you're going to be doing. This is not an energy of your actions versus your intentions, the energies that you want to bear, you know, and setting your energy to, um, you know, we can all say I want peace. You know, I want peace. But it's like um, instead of saying something as general as peace, I am pushing for productivity. I'm pushing for efficiency. You know, I'm efficient. I know how to get work done very fast, very efficiently, and I want to operate at my full potential. You know, setting the intentions to how you are going to perform. Um, it's a really heavy energy right now of like new ideas, uh, a lot of innovative ideas. People are getting all kind of downloads of things they can do in the communities, you know, things that they can do to change different things that are happening, you know, different structures that they see in, you know, whether it's uh, school reform or, you know, community violence, people are coming up with all of these different innovative things that they can do to contribute to this overall wholeness. And if those energies are dropping in, making sure that you are setting plans, setting goals and intention, because this is the energy to really roll out a lot of those things. We are in this age of truth, but we are also entering this really big space of community. And so this new moon um, it isn't so much of an energy of me, what I want, what I'm going to do so much as how can I, you know, contribute to the whole? How can I, what can I do to give back? And that is a really big highlight energy. And so um, under this moon, setting those kind of intentions, what could you do to contribute to, you know, the collective wholeness of whatever you know whatever you are passionate about whether it's children or you know hell it could be hair you want to teach people how to do hair you know and finding different innovative ways that you can bring this to people because you know that it will benefit people you know neighborhood cleanup whatever it is um but these are the different energies that we are in right now so i will say i know it's setting in in a lot of people but um when these energies come in creating action plans of you know what it is that you can do and contribute to these kind of energies because those energies are heavily supported by the universe right now as far as repairing a lot of damage and bringing together unity so whatever you do you know because we don't want to emphasize what anybody would do under a full moon new moon whatever but uh, in setting your intentions, those are the energies to set it around because those are the energies that are the most supported right now. So um, it's a really intense energy for community. It's a really intense energy for new things, new beginnings, new ways of thinking, new ways of doing old things. You know, this is how we've always done it. But I think this will be, you know, a better way. Rebranding, uh, new marketing, updating, spring cleaning. You know, those are different things that we could really be spring cleaning. God just said, hey, tell them that. Tell them that. Clean your house under this full under this new moon. <laughs> Do clean your house. Move that refrigerator. Sweep behind the refrigerator. Um, deep clean your home under this new moon. Get all of that old energy out of your house. Set new energy. Go buy new candles. Maybe put some new curtains, new spruce of color. Do things to entice creativity. You know, give you that innovative, you know, motivative, you know, that inspiring energy around you. Make your environment a place that you want to be in, get that old stagnant stale energy out, that disappointment out, you know, whatever energies are in your home and they hide behind your couch. Energy hides behind <laughs> the refrigerator. 
It does. Energy hides behind the microwave. Go get that. You know, go clean behind that microwave, clean behind that toilet so that you can get all of that hidden energy out of your home and then invite in new energy through new colors. You know what I'm saying? New, like I said, candles, new smells, new senses, things that'll give you new inspiration. Those are really, really amazing things that you can do right now. I just, know. <laughs> I just be talking, man. I love that. I love that. I definitely love that. Um, yeah, definitely love that. Um, so uh, how would you like to close out for tonight? You know, I'm, I'm just, you you throwing it to me and I just feel like I'll be doing too much. But either way, <laughs> you throw it to me and yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, vibrations. Research them. Research what vibrations are. Um, research chakras, um, research frequencies, and understand that as deep as spirituality can go into ancestry, as deep as spirituality could go into voodoo, hoodoo, as deep as it can go into religion, um, at the base of spirituality is vibrations. Um, if we didn't have spirituality, I mean, if we didn't have cultures, you know, if we were back in, you know, the the most ancient of times where we all had one language and we didn't have all of these different things that separated us, we will all be on this same vibrational scale. And the way that we can tell who is who is by their vibration. That person is aggressive. <laughs> they need to be <laughs> over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can at the base of everything is our vibration. Recognize your vibration. Become self-aware. And the biggest key to self-awareness is recognizing where your vibration is, you know, recognizing where you have envy inside of you, recognizing where there's hate in you, recognizing where that envy or that hate is stemming from so that you can start unpacking it to get it out of you so that you can begin to raise your vibration. That is your biggest defense. You, you can light a candle, wear as many crystals as you want to. Your biggest divine protection against, I mean, uh, apart from your angels and your ancestors, your biggest spiritual protection is your highest vibration. When you hear people say your your higher self, that is the mm -hmm. highest, the closest to God. That is that is what your godliness is. Your higher self is that highest thinking version of you, the version of you that thinks the most like God, the most like the whole you know, the most like the all. And so when you're trying to access your higher self, you're trying to access your most God-like. You yeah. have to understand that you can't say you are trying to find your highest self if you are allowing yourself to operate in fear, in envy, in spite, in ego, you know. And so you have to be willing to release those things in order to get to your highest, most God-like nature. And understanding that once you get there, you're going to still look like a regular schmegular person. Don't think that you go, you drop into white rolls and, you know, your, <laughs> your, your diction changes. And now you have this prestigious tone. Baby, I got some gifts and some things. And I never cease to amaze me. I never cease to amaze me. But it is because I've allowed myself this. Now, envy, jealousy, spite, evilness, all that, none of it. But I do find myself wanting vengeance often. Vengeance is fair. <laughs> yeah. I find myself wanting it, but I choose not to act on it. And that is how I always remind myself that I am still, you know, I'm like, <laughs> but even still, 
finding myself choosing to be the bigger person just to remind myself that I am still always operating in my highest frequency, recognizing that people might not understand what that looks like because they haven't accessed it. They think that once you get to this God-like nature that you end up in white robes with an aura that they can see instead of seeing that you're the same person, you have an elevated, more open mind. Your mind has been open to its highest capacity and now it communicates with the most high version of itself. God, <laughs> you get it? And so raise your vibration as high as you possibly can, understanding that it is a never ending process, that your chakras will get blocked constantly. Things happen. Your aura, you know, can get smudged constantly. You have to constantly, it's, it's consistency in keeping your vibration healed. You know, diet, you know, diet, exercise, all of everything takes consistency and raising your vibration does as well. But once you have gained the perspective, I'm after you get to that solar plexus, that heart chakra is intense, but it opens instantly. Your throat chakra, it is intense, but it, it happens instantly. You become the blockage to these four up here. It is you now, now society, other things outside of you can block your solar plexus, can block your sacral, can block your root, but everything from the heart on up is you. You begin to block your heart when you get scared to love. You begin to block your throat when you're scared to speak your truth. You begin to block your third eye when you don't trust mm -hmm. what you feel. You begin to block your crown when you don't trust your divine guidance. Mm -hmm. All of this up here is you. And so you can effortlessly open up you and unlock you. You just have to have the courage to do it. And so raise your vibration and, and keep working at it until until you can see change in you, until people can see the change in you. And the way that they will see it is they will stop understanding you. You would think that you get people get close. No, people no longer understand you. They don't correlate with you because they haven't done what it is that you are doing. That is how you know that you are accessing new levels of yourself. You are harder to interpret to people now. People just cannot wrap their brains around you. And it is not meant for them to. You are on a whole different frequency from them. They're not up here. They're still down there. And that will let you know who's on your frequency. The people that can understand you. The people that hear you. Everybody up here with us, we all, the same thoughts are up here. The same ideas. The same goals. They Millions of them. But they're all up here. And when we are up here, all of us can access these thoughts. All of us access. That's why you were, girl, I was thinking that exact same. Did you just read my mind? No, we on the same frequency, baby. We both up here. <laughs> Everybody ain't up here, but we are. So you hear what I hear. You peeping what I peep. You know, we have to do that as a collective. We have to raise our vibrations and don't get caught in a wormhole, you know, because when it comes to spirituality, that is still your sacral and that is you getting lost in it because this is what has piqued your interest. This is where you're stuck in spirituality now and you're no longer raising your vibration. You're gaining information on something that interests you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You're no longer studying. I mean, you know, working to unlock your highest potential. You are now learning this thing. You are now studying to master this thing. And that thing is not self. That is what we are here to master. We're here to master self, activate us to our highest capacity. In order to do that, you focus on you, focus on your journey. Your magic will come to you. Your ancestors, all of the things that are meant for you and your spiritual path will come to you as you begin to work on you. And that work is vibrations. Raise your vibration, work on healing those chakras, work on getting, you know, your, your, your personal frequency to its highest capacity. 
that is what unlocks your gifts. That is what unlocks everything. And so before I would let somebody, you know, learn about candles or voodoo or no, baby, go to your vibration, start there and let that unlock everything else. Definitely. I love that. That is what's up. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> gotta start from, gotta have a foundation. Know where to start. So, yes. I definitely. think that's the healthiest place. And like I said, people get in and they want to manifest. <laughs> Maybe that's the that's at the top of the top of the top of the top. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. All right. Well, Jess, I definitely thank you for coming back. It has been amazing. Definitely right on time, as always. So definitely love that. Uh, thank you to everybody that tuned in tonight. We greatly appreciate you. We hope you got something out of this episode tonight that uh, give you some insight or uh, helped you with knowing how you can raise your vibrations um, and just set the foundation for you to grow and heal and, and just stay elevated and, and even in energy and know what to avoid and know what you can add to it. So on that note, we will close out for tonight. Y'all have a blessed and safe weekend as well as week. And we will see y'all back next Friday. Yeah, what's up with it? Do it cause I love it and I stuck with it. We ain't with the sub and in the cut with it. Please, none of the talks, I heard enough of it. Like...